Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we have a guest that I think you are going to enjoy enormously, Jose Gomez. And Jose and I, and we, are going to discuss a topic that I think is important to all of you, which is sustainability. So before we dive deeply into what we mean by that and where we're going to go, Jose, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay, well... Uh, thank you, uh, Wendy, and thank you, Dan. Right? Dave. Dave, I'm sorry. Uh, it's all good. It's all, it's all good. I'll get it right by the end of the show. Fine, man. My parents never called me by the right yeah, name, and yeah. they named me. I know. So, it's all my, good. My, when I lived in New York, uh, originally I'm from New York, so I'll start there. And um, I, was, I used to go by my middle name, Adele. So everybody in New York, when I see them and, and they know me, they say, hey, Adele. And, and I'm like, oh, I forget that that is also my middle name. So... <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for having me, and um, I, my name is Jose Gomez, and I own a agricultural service company that services uh, horse farms throughout the village of Wellington and Loxahatchee, mostly, you know, Palm Beach County area, and uh, the, our business has been around for 30 years. Um, I've been part of it for 17 years, and I've seen it grown uh, throughout the community. That's actually how we met because I am a consumer um, and a client of Jose's, although I didn't know I was a client of Jose's uh, until we finally got to meet and found out that we have a lot of the same values. And that, to me, is way worth talking about. Also, where in New York are you from? I'm from the Bronx. You're from the Bronx. I'm from... uh, Actually, Upper West Side, yeah. not not so far. Is born on 88th and West End. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I lived right by Yankee Stadium, so I got oh, to enjoy all oh, those. The nice. real Yankee yeah. Stadium. Yes, yes, the real one. My my for my second cat, the cat I named name was Yankee. Oh. And man. I had the honor of going to Yankee Stadium, sitting in Steinbrenner's box, mm. catching foul balls, and hanging out with. Whitey Ford and some of my heroes because of other clients who invited me and found out I could talk baseball. <laughs> we won't be talking baseball, don't yeah. be afraid, just talking Yankee Stadium. Yeah, Yankee near Stadium. Near and dear to my heart. Ah, I loved it. So when did you come down to Florida? I came down when I was uh, 14 years old. Uh, so I came down really young and I went to school here. Uh, pretty much my parents said, look, you know, I think that you got a good head on your shoulders. We're going to we're going to send you down to Florida and, you know, explore, explore down there a little bit. So I came down. Uh, it was a big adjustment uh, for me, especially not having my parents here. I, I was living with with my aunt at the time. So, uh, you know, I pursued uh, entrepreneurship at a young age as well. So, you know, I got to do a lot of things and, and uh, took me to different industries. I was in the culinary industry for a while. Uh, yeah, I was uh, working at Admiral's Club Country Club for a while. Sure. And uh, uh, worked with uh, Celine Dion for as her private chef while she lived at Admiral's Club Country Club. And uh, and then just, you know, did uh, a few things and then went into the mortgage uh, industry, into the banking industry. Oops. And that's okay. <laughs> the house is still standing. We're good. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you are in the equestrian industry, you know 
that things happen and you just keep going regardless. That, like we say, things go thump in the night. <laughs> yes. Usually his horse is kicking the barn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And many of our listeners are entrepreneurs on so many levels, whether as providers in the equine industry, as educators, as owners, because sometimes you need quite a lot of entrepreneurship in order to uh, have this habit. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Hobby habit. Uh, is, I call that the habit. It's yeah. a uh, made-up word, but we make up a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 17 years, you've really seen well into the Oh, absolutely. I, I've seen it from, you know, a... Uh, you know, maybe a 10 to 15 farm operation, you know, during season to now we, we manage about 300 clients, 300 farms uh, during the season time. And that, and I'm, you know, there's other companies out there that, that provide services, but we are, you know, one of the largest ones out there and we've seen the community grow and, and expand and, you know, new regulations come in and, and, and seeing how the, the city handles the influx of traffic and horses and how to manage that year in and year out is a very you know, big challenge. 100%. And in the years that we've been here, we've seen it dramatically. And as we talk to people who've been here since the 70s, they're like yeah. unrecognizable. And what what really wanted and and intrigued me about speaking to you is the first word out of your mouth was sustainable. Yes. So how is it that your company brings sustainable services to the industrial community? Well, uh, a big thing that I've noticed when we've been growing throughout these years is that, you know, farms are getting bigger. We're living in, a, in an urban community where, you know, when you come in and you need your services done on the fly, you need to get those services done um, you know, and depend on them in the best way possible. So throughout the years, we said, you know, we looked at, our, at, at the community and said, the only way to survive another 30 years is by completely being all about sustainability. So about four years ago, we switched our gears and, and got out of the rat race of you know, competing with the other companies that do what we do and, and took a step back and said, okay, we are going to um, maximize every client and give them as many services as possible under one umbrella, meaning that when we show up to your farm, what's the maximum, what's the most things that we can take into the farm? That'll bring down uh, the carbon footprint going to every single farm. That'll eliminate, you know, numerous uh, overhead and, and the um, cost that it that it takes to get these products there, fuel, uh, tire, any accidents that may, that may come into play. You know, time is very valuable. So when we look at sustainability, we look at saving time. And saving time means that we get to do more and enjoy more. So in... in you mean balancing life and not just working 24-7? Exactly. And actually taking a breath and having family and... Absolutely. The sustainability means all of that. Isn't that... See, did, did you hear that? I, I wanted to make sure that you actually pause and take a breath while listening and saying that sustainability is not only about the environment external, but it's about your internal environment, your quality of life, your being able to have a relationship with your providers. You know, and yes. that's really why Jose is here. Right. Because... 
you know, having having tried to um, discuss uh, payments with an automated telephone system today, <laughs> and watching how I managed my stress, yeah, and I spend a lot of time researching this and meditating yeah. and teaching this and all of that, and I still wanted to kill people. It's <laughs> not a good thing. Well, our goal is to, you know, to make it all very easy for any, you know, equestrian visiting or living here year-round. You can simply download our app, and you can see all the services that we provide, and then you can simply click on those services, and then we manage the inventory for you. So whether you're a, a two-horse farm operation or you're a 100 to 300-horse farm operation, our system allows you to completely have transparency, notifications, um, you know, multiple services, uh, one-stop shop for everything. And then on top of that, we're consistently improving um, our logistics. So not only are we, you know, trying to save you time, money by bringing you, you know, services and leaving with, you know, either your waste or any backhauling that we that we want. So our trucks come in full and they leave full, and in that way we provide you a a one-stop shop where you get to enjoy your services more during the day. I mean, and you get to ride more, enjoy your family, and then really know, okay, I have what I need. You don't, you're not spending extra. So a lot of times, you know, a big thing is, you know, you come down to, to the season and you're afraid that you might run out of shavings or hay or, or you might need some dirt. With our services, we get you exactly what you need and we maintain it. So you won't spend extra and, and you know, all these things that are available are right through our one-stop shop app. So it saves us from going to three different places to find what we want. Yeah, yeah. We'll or be not there. find what no, we want. Exactly. Because I uh, have checked out many, many, many different places. And fascinatingly, I came around to find out that the places I chose were all under Jose's umbrella. And I went, hmm, this must not be a coincidence. This yes. is a quality control. So I have a question. Where does the manure go? Well, our manure, we've made a, a pact that we don't like to land apply. We saw, you know, we've been in the business for so many years. And, you know, the normal uh, is, is that you land apply it and, and they moderate it that way. Uh, for us, we, we kind of saw it's too much is, too, is, is bad. Yes. You know, everything, <laughs> you know, you can, if, even if you drink too much water is bad, they say. Yes. So, we actually did a podcast on that. Okay. You can dehydrate yourself yeah. by drinking too much water. Too much. So everything in excess, yeah, everything in excess is bad. So I said, you know, if we feed too much waste into the lands, eventually we're going to, you know, Mother Nature is going to come back and smack us in the face. So uh, we, we started going to um, the Solid Waste Authority power plant. And uh, about three to four years ago, and consistently t started taking in there, and then we got to get all those analytics back on, you know, the weights on how much we're actually, you know, a waste is being generated in the in within our company, um, and also they're burning it in their power plant and making power with it. So it gives us a feel-good feeling that, you know, the the waste is not just being thrown there on the land and 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 being done whatever with it. Let it decompose. It is going to a power plant. They're converting energy. They're feeding it back to the homes, and it's helping out the community in some way. Other options we do have 
is we've partnered up with a numerous numerous uh, compost facilities throughout Florida. So we make sure that this product goes to a compost facility and they convert it into a, a good compost that goes back into the into the uh, uh, community. Which brings us back to sustainability. Yes. So producing energy, producing nutrients that will go back into the soil and being a responsible human yeah. who is making the planet a better place. And, and at the same time, providing a one-stop shop for the client in the front end. And then at the same time, any waste that comes back from, from their farm gets recycled in the right manner. So it, it's a feel-good feeling for me. It's a, it's a great business model for equestrians to, to reduce the, the high cost and the high volume of traffic that, that's being generated throughout the season time and, and even in the summertime as well. Well, that... I'm sorry, Dave. Actually, you know one of the biggest wastes that I see right now is the plastic bags. Right. I mean, we get shavings bags, and I've seen, I see farms go through 20 shaving bags a day. Yes. That's a lot of plastic. Yeah. So what do we do with that? Is there a way to... You know, I, you know I, I looked into that as well, and the best thing to do is put in a... You know, we have plastic recycle containers. I believe that for equestrian farms, we should go with bigger recycle containers and then store the plastic in those recycle containers rather than you know the small ones that the that solid waste authority provides don't fit all those plastics i feel like if we had uh in in this community if we had bigger receptacles for plastic they can be used more more frequently throughout farms so they do recycle that plastic yeah that plastic is it it'll be recycled just like you would recycle your yellow and blue bins um that's good to know. Did you hear that? I have not seen a single farm that we've been at mm -hmm. put those in recycling. Neither I. So yeah. do it. Neither, do neither. it. The, the oceans need you. The planet needs you. Yeah. You know, there's, there are generations. I'm, I'm lecturing at you. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's my podcast. Do better. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> we, right. We can always do better. Yeah. I am thrilled to hear that because I was unaware of that. Yeah. I know up in Pennsylvania, we, we know some people where they... You know, can do burlap bags, and they can do, and they try all other things because because yeah. they have Amish to come and bring oh, it yeah, at yeah. it, and, and paper too. bags and all, yeah. and and I realize that that is not logical because yeah. we get rain yeah. all of the time, yeah. and or not enough of the time lately, but knowing we can recycle it takes that guilt off, and then larger bins, larger yeah. ways we have we have things to work towards, which, yeah, which makes me very happy. We have a bin service as well that we provide clients, and you're I am one, one of our you are one. And our goal with that was, you know, have a full covered bin, and that bin for us represents sustainability as well because that bin allows you to remove the wheelbarrow process from your manure removal service. So you can bring that bin right to your stall, open it up, and then you can pick that that stall right into the bin close it and take it to where it needs to go and you're done with it that will save you time of at least 10 to 15 minutes per day and when you're looking at you know a 10 horse operation and you've just saved a guy an hour a day that's that's a that's, huge. that's huge it's huge and i will tell you that that's what we do yeah. and you know so if any of you who've seen me on instagram you have watched the process mm -hmm. of me um, shoveling manure because yeah. Shoveling manure, by the way, talk about process, if you treat it as an exercise. 
if you treat it not as a chore, mm -hmm. but as a way to balance your body yeah. and do three steps to the left and then three steps to the right, yeah. you are actually working your core, you're building, and you are not going to end up lying on the ground screaming in back pain right. because you've actually listened as opposed to pushing a wheelbarrow yeah. that's too heavy. Which, and then your weights on your forehand, mm -hmm. you overload your back. So avoiding the wheelbarrow is a life hack. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is. You so, go. you know, that's... And that 50 pounds a day per horse, you're going to get your workout on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, people laugh at me, but I have a, a whole series on taking things that you do that you must do it and creating a way whether you're driving, whether you're, you know, mucking stalls, whether you're feeding hay, there's yeah. ways to do it that balance you, and there's ways to do it that screw you up. Absolutely. You know? yeah. So why not do it in a healthier way? And I think that we're going to start putting that on the side of your truck, you yeah. know, a little, a little way of... When you shovel, go to the left, go yeah. to the right. We'll have a, we'll have a little... Uh, we'll make know, a little dance. A little sustainability, because <laughs> true... You know, if you wear out your body, there's even though there's a few replacement parts, there's not enough. There's not right? enough. Absolutely. There's not enough. So we can, we yeah. can work with that. Uh, what other services do you provide? I heard you mention dirt, and I heard you mention hay. Yes. So we do uh, shavings. We do hay. We do dirt, rock grade, uh, mulch, uh, any property repairs, uh, any maintenance that you may need. So fencing repair. Uh, a lot of times, you know, when you, people leave for the season, they want to, they, they, they'll call us a couple months before and say, hey, I need you to get my property ready. Can you pass by, take some pictures, let us know what we need. So we'll go by there and it says, look, you're fencing my new painting, your paddocks need to be refilled. Uh, so we bring in the dirt, we bring in any, you know, uh, driveways that might have been washed out throughout the rainy season. Um, if your manure pit needs to get covered, uh, you don't want the uncovered manure pit anymore. We'll come in and cover it for you. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, boutique stuff that we do. And at the same time, there's standard things that we maintain for you via our app. So once you're up operational with us, then we'll, like, we maintain your shavings inventory. So if you have a 10-horse operation and you figure, okay, you need a paddle of shavings every week for your 10 horses, we maintain that for you. You don't have to keep calling us and say, hey, I need shavings again, again and again. No, it's set on automatic. You forget it. If if you say, "Hey, I'm down, I'm down two horses for the next three months," you know we'll adjust it for you. So now you get you get the right adjustments for if for eight horses, ten horses, a hundred, three hundred, a thousand, whatever the case may be. Uh, we try to manage everyone under our app and our and our online system. We have our account executives that are always available to talk to you if you want them to come out. And eventually, sometimes I'm available. I'll pop in there. <laughs> it took me a couple of years, by the way, to get on um, Jose's radar. Yeah. And I just had a George Foreman grill moment where I've said it and forget it. And, yeah. and by the way, I'm still using my original George Foreman grill, oh, yeah. which has, talk about sustainability, it's the only way I can cook. If I can't set it and forget it, it's not happening. So I'm so thrilled because I've learned a lot. And I hope you've enjoyed meeting Jose, talking with him. We will provide a phone number and his email address for you so that we'll make it easy for you to find him. 
So, Jose, thank you again for well, joining thank you for us. Me. Uh, this is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast.